Hi, everyone. Once again, it's the Pirate People Podcast from North Central Missouri Colleges, Pirates Digital Media, and I am Rick Cole. Jenny Croy is our guest today. You know Jenny. She is the women's basketball coach here at North Central, took the Pirates to the national tournament, did extremely well last year, and has the core group coming back this year, so lots of high expectations there. But did you know that Jenny is also an instructor and you may have had her or you may be having her right now she is teaching so many classes that the odds are in your favor that you know her as an instructor in math as well today's guest on the pirate people podcast is jenny croy let's talk about your responsibilities at north central because i your high visibility as a basketball coach i think that's uh, a given but you're teaching a bunch of hours this semester and and so are you one of the rare people that are both staff and faculty um i i am the only coach on staff that is also an instructor so um yeah i have 26 hours i'm teaching this semester say that again how many Uh 26 so um how it works if you're a full-time faculty then you're required to teach 15 hours um with my coaching duties they allow me to teach nine hours um, as a full load. And so it just so happened that this semester um, we just needed more sections added. And so we, we <laughs> added some extra sections and I told him I would go ahead and take those on. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm teaching 26 hours. You know, it's interesting to me because as a coach, you're out there during games. You're out in front of people, and uh, but uh, you're out in front of your students, and that's it when you come to a classroom. Are there are there uh, correlations between Jenny Croy, the coach, and Jenny Croy, the classroom teacher? Do you use a little bit of skill, same skills in both situations? Um, I'm sure I do. I don't know what those skills are, but I'm sure I do. Um, I really do enjoy teaching um, for whatever reason. I was a math major in college, um, and so I love to teach the, the algebra sections, and, and those students really that aren't into math, don't enjoy math, don't like math, um, aren't very good at math, um, those are the students that I enjoy the most. Um, just kind of leading them on and showing them that you know it's, it's not a hard subject, it's nothing to be afraid of. Um, and so it's fun as an instructor to see your students have success. And so um, I guess I kind of coach them along <laughs> yeah. in, in that aspect. But um, <clears throat> I really do enjoy teaching. I always have. Um, you know, that was my, <clears throat> my full intention when I went to college was I was going to be a teacher and, and maybe coach a little bit on the side. And then, yeah, here yeah, I am. Yeah, here you are. Here you are. Um, <laughs> The old saying is coaching is teaching and teaching is coaching. You've heard that one a hundred times, I'm sure. Uh, but I think there's some truth in that. I think you've got oh, to, yeah. you, know, you know, just you're coaching on the floor and teaching them things and all that kind of stuff. Um, why are kids afraid? You, I think you said afraid of, of math uh, at this point. I think it's just a subject that, um, that if you don't have a good background in, then it's a little scary um, at the higher level. So, you know, a lot of students, for whatever reason, um, might even get to us to the point that they're in the college level and 
and they're not good at, at some multiplication or they're not good at adding negative and positives. And mm-hmm. so um, I think that that then makes them kind of shut down and be scared of the whole subject. Um, right. You know, and so it's just, I guess it's up to us uh, to let them know that, it, you know, they're going to need this down the road at some point, whether yep. or not they're using algebra. Um, but they're going to need those higher order thinking skills. And, and so um, that's really what we're trying to relay to them that, you know, it's not scary. It's something that, that will be used yeah. uh, in your life at some point. I assume you, you teach them manually how to go through an equation or what. But my question is, in this day of technology, why? Well, how do you answer that question when they say, I can go plug this into my laptop? Well, I actually, I encourage them to use their calculator. Um, just today's society, I mean, everything's electronic. Um, you know, we want them to be able to do it, obviously, uh, without a calculator. We do show them, or I do show them, uh, the steps that that's involved in that. And and we, I want them to be able to do that. But at the same time, I want them to be able to use that technology that's right there at their hands yeah. um, as well. And a lot of times they get to us and they've never used a, a calculator or a graphing calculator. Really? And so, yeah, we have to show them you know, how to plug those in, and then they realize, oh, it's it's not that hard. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's uh, when you talk about this is going to be useful for you in the future, and I'm sure you talk about that all the time, but especially with those hesitant mm-hmm. students, well, how is it going to be useful for them in the future? You know, it's not, it's, it's, and they ask that question all the yeah. time. It's not really about the X's and the Y's, and um, like I said before, it's more, higher order thinking skills, how to think through something, how to follow a procedure, how to follow step-by-step instruction. Um, Because honestly, when you're solving an an equation, um, they're all done basically the same way. And if you can follow those steps and get that result, um, that's something in your future might be whatever job you are are in, um, your boss is going to require you to follow some sort of protocol or procedure and and get a get a result and so that's really i think what we're working towards yeah so it is all about the procedure and (laughs) the process gotcha that's that's a good point i think that's a really good point uh as you see kids come in over the years and i don't know how many years have you been teaching here now 16 maybe this is my 16th yeah have have kids changed um i don't know that that the students have changed um, the technology has changed or the way that um, the way that we're able to reach them has changed you know with I think with COVID happening and realizing that we can you know record our lectures and send those out to students and so that they can get they can get not only the lecture in class and they can go home and watch it if they need to or if they miss they're able to to go back and watch it so I don't know that students have totally changed I think that um, the past couple of years has been challenging uh, because they did miss out on a lot of instruction. Um, you know, for those kids that were in high school, they, they missed out on that. And so trying to catch them back up has been a challenge. But for the most part, I, you know, I, I think students have really, you know, kind of remained the same. Um, I don't see a huge change in, in, you know, their ability or their, the way they come to class and are prepared and things like that so I, I've kind of found that uh, good teachers especially long long range teachers teachers have been in it for a while you can you, say old you know yeah, <laughs> I would never do that um, 
But I, uh, but I find that they have a, a mentor or somebody they thought was a really good teacher when they were young. Do you have somebody like that? Um, I do. I, you know, I, when I was in high school, um, I had a very, very good um, teach, math teacher, and so you know, she she instructed us. She she had a binder um, that she kept all of her notes in, and she was kind of a lead by example instructor. And I think that helped me uh, become good at math. And so I liked the way she teached it and or taught it and presented it. Um, and then when I student taught in college, I was in Maysville, and and Peggy Harwood was my cooperating teacher, um, and she was all about relationships um, and, and connecting with those students and, and connecting with those students that weren't math-oriented kids. And I watched her do that. Um, I, I watched her interact with the kids in the way that she, again, presented it. Um, and I think I really wanted to model what she did um, and take that with me when I went into my own classroom. Anything specific that she did that, that really influenced you? Um, you know, I just I just think it was watching her interactions with the students. There's really, I mean, not one specific thing, but, um, you know, just the way she connected with them. I wanted to be able to have that connection right. with students. Right. When we last saw you on the basketball floor, it was at the national tournament. Uh, you finished, I believe, sixth uh, overall through the way they ranked that. And this year, it looks very promising, especially with kids coming back, players coming back for a third year because of the COVID rules. Uh, tell us a little bit about your expectations for this basketball season. You know, I think, I think not only do I have, you know, expectations, I think these returners have that they expect it as well. And so um, it's evident in our workouts every single day, um, watching those kids that that were a part of the national tournament team um, that have returned, they are, they're all in. I mean, they are leaders through and through. Um, you know, they get things started. They're more, a lot more vocal, um, you know, and so I think they expect it. Um, we as coaches, obviously, you know, that's the ultimate goal is to get there again. We know it's not going to be an easy road to do so. You know, once you've been there, you have the target on your back. And, right. Um, and so, you know, it's 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 just evident. I feel like day in and day out in the workouts and and the extra um, shooting and, and conditioning that these kids are already putting in. So it's it's exciting to see. And then you know, I hope we get there again. It was a lot of fun, and and this group deserves it. Nora Ford is back, uh, All-American last year, which was exciting, and certainly she was worthy of that acclaim. Uh, what does she bring to your team? What, what kind of person is she, and what kind of player is she? Um, uh, she brings a tremendous work ethic. Um, she's in the gym at about, she's there at between 5 and 5.30 every morning on her own. Wow. Um, this is not something that we, we tell them to do or make them do. Um, she's in there every single morning getting a workout in. I think at the national tournament for her, um, she saw what she needed to do as a player to develop, uh, to make her team better, to, to get us uh, better and, and to get us higher than a sixth place finish. And so uh, a lot of pressure was put on her, I think, and a lot of teams came out and, and guarded her tight and took away her outside shot. And so she's really worked in the offseason on attacking the basket and finishing around the rim. And 
um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to see in this preseason um, just how far she's come since that national tournament. Really? Yeah. Wow. That, that's, uh, that's exciting for us and a little scary for the people we play. Right. <laughs> she, she was pretty good last year. How about uh, people like Kennedy Crows coming back for a third year? You know, Kennedy was, wasn't sure what she was going to do. Um, she had kind of decided she was just going to go on and, and, and get her four-year degree and then um, called me this summer and said, hey, I, I want to come back. And so, you know, she's a kid. I was, you know, we'll find it. Yes, right. you know, please do. And so, um, again, she is putting time in. She's in the gym in the morning as well with Nora. Um, she's really working on her outside game. So, again, the national tournament was a wake-up call for her uh, because those teams took away her drive, which was what she uh, likes to do. And so she's in shooting threes and, and really working on her outside shot um, every single day. And so she keeps asking, do you think that's going to pay off? And I, 100% mm-hmm. that's going to pay off. And so I can already tell in our scrimmages that we've had or that we do um, just in our squad scrimmages that she's a lot more confident in shooting the ball from the outside. And, and she's determined this year to not let somebody take her game away from her. So, right. You know, Macy Moore is an interesting story because she came uh, in her senior year of high school, came here, started, I don't know, oh, she did not start right away. She came off the bench that first year, had a second year last year as a starter, and the plan always was for her to come back a third year, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, I think Yes, it was. I mean, for me, it was for right. sure. <laughs> and and I think we, the way we have, you know, works our classes out, it, it it worked out as well too. But you know, I think I think it helped her knowing that Nora was going to return and, and Kennedy as well. And so, um, you know, they're they're a pretty big nucleus that we have returning that we you know can build around. But um, you know, Macy is a supernaturally talented kid. Um, there's not a lot of girls out there that, that are, are tough and strong and, and can finish around the rim like she can. And so, um, you know, we have big expectations for her again. We're, last year we kind of pulled her away from the basket a little bit. We had Jasmine underneath the basket. And so with Jasmine gone and, and um, you know, Macy can move back into that five spot where she's really comfortable. But what you'll see with her is she's – She's not has or she does not hesitate at all shooting her her outside shot her three point shot and and um, looks good doing it and you know doesn't think twice about it and so I think that's going to help her a lot expand her game not only can she play underneath she can step outside too. We have any other third years coming back? Um, we don't have third years. Uh, our second year returner um, Jordan Gray. Um, she. Again, as a kid last year, I think that improved the whole season. Um, she's fast. She's lanky. Um, she can play inside and out. She's got a quick first step. Um, and she's playing with so much confidence already this year. And so we look for Jordan probably to play that four spot, um, move Macy underneath the basket and kind of look work Jordan in, in the four where she can go outside and some inside right, too. Right. Surprises me a little bit that we've got uh, more women athletes coming back for a third year than it sounds like we have men's, specifically in basketball. Why is that, do you think? I honestly, I don't know. Um, it, it just, I don't know. I'm glad it worked out for me the way it did. Yeah, but, you had a good um, recruiting year it, in and, a lot of ways. And, uh, yeah, I, I look at Leslie every single day, and I'm like, is this what it's like to be a four-year coach where you've yeah, got kids yeah. that know your system and know your program, right. and, and it flows very, very well in practice. They, 
they know what they're doing. They, you know, they don't question things. They, they just know what to do. They yeah. can get it started. We don't even have to be there and they can run it. So, <laughs> right. um, no, I don't, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. Our girls that we had returning, I think it probably helps that majority of those are kind of local to the right. area as well. Right. And so they weren't quite ready to Seems to me, please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, men have a tendency to think, I'm going to go play in the NBA, I'm going to go play overseas. Women don't necessarily always have those kind of goals. Am I on the right track there? Well, I feel like um, women's players are more uh, kind of career-oriented. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they know what they want to do. Um, they usually have a plan coming in of what they want to major in and what they what degree they want to pursue. And so, um, you know, I think a lot of guys are just super excited to have the opportunity to play, you know, college basketball. And then, like you said, have, have hopes and dreams of getting to the next level. But, um, you know, I think gr- girls just – they come in with a plan and kind of with a goal in sight. And so they know basketball is going to help them get there, but it's not something that for them that they feel like they can do forever, probably. You've brought her up a couple of times. Tell me about uh, your relationship with Leslie, because you and Leslie Collins have been together for this entire ride. We have. <laughs> I've been very lucky. Um, you know, I know it doesn't happen often that, that you get an assistant coach that, that stays um, you know, I'm super blessed. She does things before I even ask for them to be done. Um, she, she just knows what to do. And so makes my life easy. Um, you know, when I see other coaches that are, that are working their tails off and doing, uh, doing a lot, I, and Leslie does a ton for us. And I know she's probably exhausted with, with a four-year-old at home and, yeah. and, um, you know, staying busy that way. But, um, you know, she just, lives and breathes I think in CMC and 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 our women's basketball program as well and so she was a part of that when she was in college here and and you know I think um you know she just she she loves it and and um you know she's a kind of person she's very organized um you know I can ask her for something that we did maybe three years ago and she has it filed somewhere and so um you know that's that's great. So that's great for me. So I don't have to worry about anything um, because she takes care of basically everything. <laughs> <laughs> how, in your 15 years now going on 16, how's the three-point shot changed the game? Well, they keep scooting him back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is it back again this year? Uh, no, it's okay. not. But, um, you know, I think right now I've, I feel like it's kind of killed the mid-range jumper everything's a three or a layup and so um that mid-range jumpers just kind of gone by the wayside but you know if you're not a three you, you've got to develop your three-point shot um, no matter what position you no play? matter what position you play I feel like you have to have that ability to step out and hit the three and so um that's something that our kids work on all the time um luckily we we have the shooting gun they can come in and just work on on their own time and get a lot of shots right. in really quick right. but um, you know, and it's, it's just something you have to, like you said, you have to be able to do it any position. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy because it went from probably not a huge priority 15 years ago to now it's something that needs to be done. Jenny, I have this vision of you as a, as a high school, maybe junior high school player out in your driveway, backing <laughs> up and backing up and hitting threes, what are now threes. And you end up going to Pittsburgh State, and you're in the Hall of Fame at Pitt State as a, basically a three-point shooter. What was that experience like for you uh, as a player now, and how do you relate it to coaching at this point? Um, you know, I, 
I was that type of kid. I was in my driveway a lot. Um, in high school, three-point shots had just come about um, maybe when I was in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. Um, so when I went to high school, our goal actually was to shoot one three-pointer a game. Because it, as a team. As a team, because it wasn't <laughs> a priority. And I really wasn't uh, – I didn't think about shooting a three-pointer in high school at all. Um, oh, interesting. And then I went to college – and that was all he wanted me to do. And so, you know, it was a, it was a whole nother level, um, learning how to get yourself open, learning how to play against somebody that's bigger, faster, stronger, you know, every single time. And so um, I was that kid who wasn't blessed with a ton of speed. And so I had to really work on my game on how to get myself open. We ran just a kind of a kind of a motion offense so there was nothing that that was specially set for me to get that shot off and so I had to find ways to create my own shot um, I had to work on getting that shot off quick so I had to put that time in and I right. think um, I was also that kid that I, I didn't I didn't want to be on the bench I did not I wanted to be on the floor and so um, I was going to make sure I was going to put that time in or do whatever it took to get me um, that opportunity. Five thirty so, in the morning on uh, the gun. Right, well, we didn't have guns back then. I wish. I wish. I say that all the time. I wish I had one of those that rebounded and shot me out the pass. Yeah, and no, yeah. you know, we had chased down every <laughs> every yeah, rebound or, or had somebody that passed to you. Yeah. So, um, and I think just by putting that time in and and being that type of athlete that really had to work for my spot and work um, for success. Um, you know, you want to instill that in your players as well. So you played a little bit of defense here and there, didn't you? When I needed to, <laughs> I figured if I hit three and they hit two, I was ahead by yeah, one. Right. So, That's a yeah, great, great outlook. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's make sure that doesn't get passed on too far down the right. line. Right. <laughs> uh, your family is uh, obviously instrumental. Salem, your daughter, has been here as your assistant coach. Now she's the softball assistant. And is it a residence hall director or what? what Coordinator. They Coordinator. I think, yeah. Okay. But she's living with the students on mm -hmm. campus, and it's a full-time job for her. Got another son. Is he student teaching, Latham? Now he is. Is um, a graduate assistant coach at Northwest Missouri State right. for the women's golf team, and so he's working on his master's degree and helping coach their women's golf team. And you're still going to high school games for your younger Correct. daughter. Correct. I have a daughter right. that's a sophomore <laughs> in high school. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy balance, but um, it's worked for us for years. Um, my husband is back into coaching again. Um, and There's so, a surprise. Yeah, right. And so um, it's just what we do. I right. don't know what would, what life would be like if we were home at 4.30 and yeah. with nothing going yeah. on. So, Do you and Wes talk to your kids about getting into coaching or maybe not or what the pros <laughs> and cons are? Um, no, we really don't. Um, I mean, we they hear us talk at home about coaching and about everything, but I think Wes and I both love what we do and enjoy it and would never discourage our kids from being in education or being a coach. And, you know, I hear people say, oh, you don't want to go into education. Oh, you don't. Um, but for us, I think it's it's helping students and it's changing kids' lives and it's connecting with, with those kids that might not have somebody uh, at home or somebody in their life that, that connects with them. And so it's all about the relationships. And I think our kids see that and how important that our players and ex-players are to us that um, you know, they, that's just kind of instilled in them and they've been raised around our teams. Um, you know, Salem and, and Lathan were 
Salem was six, I believe, when I started here. You know, Kagan was a newborn. Um, Lathan was eight, and it's just they've been brought to the gym every single day. They've been they've been a part of it, and so I think they see that. And every time, any time that I have, you know, there there's been years where it's been harder, um, and I've you, you contemplate, am I spending too much time with? with other people's children and yeah. not my own. And every time I would mention to my kids, maybe, maybe I should be at home or no, right. mom, no, we want really? you that wow. we want you there. We want to, we want to do this. And so, um, they were all on board growing up with it. And so I think just seeing us as a, as a family and, and making it work is just kind of, it's kind of in their blood, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the thing you're proudest of, of your career? Oh goodness. That's a hard question. Um, proudest of I I don't know I, I I know I've said this a million times already in this interview um, I really think I'm most proud to see those student athletes or those um, kids that I've coached in their success um, we have a lot of girls that have come through here that are extremely successful in their careers now and so um, I think that's probably for me um, knowing where they came from and knowing that maybe we had a hand in in them becoming successful and um, yeah I think I think that's probably what I'm most proud of is to see the success of the student-athletes um, that Leslie and I have had through our program and the success that they, they achieve in their life. Thanks to Jenny Croy for being our guest on the Pirate People podcast from North Central Missouri College's Pirates Digital Media. Our podcast will be with you every week, and we look forward to visiting with you again next week.